Today I get to interview Diego Merrick and we're going to be talking a little bit today about property management. Diego's built a business of a property management to over 100 doors. I know a lot of people in real estate right now might be feeling the effects of the market. I know I just talked to my broker who has 700 agents. We're down 67% less sales across the brokerage. Some agents are succeeding. Some agents are really feeling the hit of it. Many agents I know that I've talked to across the country are really feeling the impact of the market. Property managers, though, during the market cycles seem to do really well in down markets because they're collecting this recurring income. So I thought it would be a very timely conversation to talk property management. Um, Diego, you started in the business as a result of your dad having investments. Kind of take us into that journey and then we'll get into some of the business aspects. Absolutely. Hey, Matt. Uh, Thanks for having me. Um, So a little bit of insight. Um, When I was still in high school, um, my father started his real estate journey and he purchased his first property uh, about like an hour and a half away from where I live. Uh, so we're in the Chicagoland area. Our primary office is located in Naperville. Um, and my father decided to purchase a 35 unit commercial office building. Uh, so I got my hands dirty uh, managing that building from collecting rents, handling maintenance requests. You know, if something breaks, they call me. I subcontract a vendor, I get quotes, whichever one looks good. They go take care of it, um, the whole nine yards. So I started to brainstorm uh, with my best friend from high school. His name is Ryan. And we decided, you know, if I'm already managing something, why can't I do it for other people as well? Um, So that's kind of how the whole idea got started. And we decided to start our own property management company. Um, and it's funny because we thought it was going to be easy. Um, and we already had everything ready to go. We had our website, we worked so hard on it. We were like 20 year old excited kids ready to make money. Uh, but little did we know that we had to have a real estate license, uh, to even start being a property manager. Um, so that slowed us down a little bit. We took two steps back. We went to real estate school, we got our license, um, and, you know, at that point, we're a realtor as well. So we have that power of being able to help buyers and sellers, but at the same time, we were able to start a property management company. Um, it's called Marlow Property Management. Um, it's just uh, our last names. Mar- M-A-R is for Merrick, and my friend's name is Lopez, so Marlow. Um, that's kind of how it got started. (laughs) Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, uh, I guess we just help owners primarily who are first time investors and they just need that guidance. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, we have experience with, uh, section eight, um, here in Chicago, it's called CHA Chicago housing authority. And we're knowledgeable in that field where investors. So. There's some people that are like, they only want to do Section 8 and some people that will never touch Section 8 with the 10-foot pole. So what's, yeah. for you managing it, what would be your insights into Section 8? And should investors be more wanting to do it or less? There's always pros and cons. Uh, the main pro is it's guaranteed rent from the government. So that's always nice. Um, but I could name quite a few cons. Uh, one of them being lots of paperwork. Uh, lots of inspections and, you know, if there's a tiny uh, piece of exposed wood on the patio, they're going to make you paint the whole thing. 
because that's not allowed. Uh, tech isn't flowing correctly, even though the tenant's completely comfortable, temperature is fine, they're going to make you fix it. So there's a lot more maintenance involved. The expectations for Section 8 are higher uh, because the government's paying for the rent. Uh, they want to make sure that your property is top-notch. Um, so it's, in a way, more maintenance, um, but it is guaranteed rent from the government. And now, it gets tricky, too. Someone who's currently struggling getting getting rents, collecting rents, maybe Section 8 is the way to go. Correct, yes. But also, I could talk about what the market rent looks like because... Uh, if you're just an investor who doesn't do CHA, uh, you can raise the rents accordingly. Um, but if you want to raise the rents, raise the rents with uh, Section 8, then you have to request it from the government. And if the rents actually went down, CHA can actually bring your rents down instead of going up. So that's a, also another drawback um, of Section 8. So why, why do the investors that you serve, why do they do Section 8? Primarily because they've inherited tenants that are Section 8 already when they purchase, or they really just like the idea of the guaranteed rents from the government, and they don't mind going the extra mile and keeping up with their buildings, um, which I think everybody should anyway. Uh, but a lot of people kind of just let the buildings go. They just want to collect that cash flow and just not deal with anything. So. so you guys being so young, 20, when you started this, like obviously there's probably some pushback when you're out in the market trying to sell your services. I mean, you obviously got the experience of, of your dad's building, mm -hmm. but talk to me about the sales process to build from where you started to a hundred doors. Uh, so I guess most of the communications are done over the phone and nobody really knows I'm actually 21. They might think I'm older. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there has been drawback, uh, especially with people I know personally. They're like, oh, you're really young. How, how, how do you know all this? Um, it's simply just through experience. Uh, and, and I'm not alone uh, at the brokerage. We work with investors that have been doing this for 30, 40 years. So we've adapted to their knowledge and skills and we've been able to help owners primarily owners that like i said are first-time investors they don't know what they're doing or maybe they have a nine-to-five job and they just don't have time to manage their buildings uh, we help them or um what else who else do we help um people who want to retire <laughs> so it, it's just like we have the time on our hands so we might as well help people now are you guys doing uh mostly just multifamily buildings do you guys do a mix of single family like what's your your stack that you manage it's a mix uh we have single families uh we have a lot of duplex and triplexes that seems to be very popular in the chicagoland area especially in the south side um and we do have some bigger commercial buildings as well um, some office and some student housing as well. Office is interesting. So you guys manage commercial? Yes, correct. How, how, how is that market right now? Uh, we think personally that it's a lot harder to find a tenant for commercial than residential. Residential, it's just absolutely insane. We'll list a property on Friday. By Monday, we already have 
several applications and we're able to pick somebody. So it, they go super fast. Uh, commercial, not so much, but uh, you're mostly dealing with corporate tenants. Uh, we have some tenants like Country Financial, uh, BNSF, the railroad, uh, and they're amazing tenants because never once do we ever have to remind them to pay the rent on time. It's just like automatic, like just our favorite tenants to manage, um, but also a lot harder to acquire. Yeah. What is the marketing required to acquire a tenant like that? Uh, well, we do the whole nine yards as far as marketing. So we'll put it on all the popular websites like realtor.com, Zillow. Uh, we'll put it on the MLS, but it needs a little bit more than that. So we'll, we'll actually research uh, local businesses and we'll provide them flyers or we'll send them an email. We'll give them a phone call. Hey, we have this office space for rent. Do you know anybody who's interested in renting this space? And sometimes it's them or sometimes they do recommend us somebody else to ring them and see if they're looking for space. So a little bit of the traditional website type things and then some like more old school marketings like the, the mailers and the flyers. So exactly. you talk about yeah. business on the phones. Was it just like prospecting um, or like was it a combination of reaching out to people that you were referred to? Like what's, what was the process of, of acquiring clients? Uh, so actually, Facebook has been our best friend since we started. Um, it's, you know, just the Facebook groups, uh, marketing to the communities that are uh, in the Chicagoland area, their investors, uh, contractors, uh, referrals, business is a huge thing for us. Uh, because, like you said, we're young, and we're still fairly new. So we still have to grow that reputation and trustworthiness. Uh, so when somebody recommends, oh, I know Marlowe Property Management, they do a great job. Why don't you interview them or you know, hire them for property management? That really, really gives us an advantage because there's already somebody voting for us. you know. Um, so that's definitely a huge advantage is referrals and then Facebook marketing. We've tried Google ads, didn't have much success. Um, I don't know if we're just too new or we don't know what we're doing, but, uh, that's just, what's been working for us is directing our marketing towards community and networking for sure. Attending real estate events. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. 
If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, take me into these Facebook groups. What's happening in there? Are you just answering questions? Are you reaching out to people say, hey, this is what we do? What is Absolutely. Like? Yeah. If you ever want to grow a business, I think it's a great idea to join a Facebook group or 10, 20 Facebook groups uh, because – and don't just join and be the person who just watches. Uh, if people ask something, answer it. Make yourself well-known in that group and it will reciprocate. People will want to help you too. Um, so an example, there's somebody asking – Hey, do you know a roofer? Um, I need, you know, there's a hole in my roof and water's leaking in and it's an emergency. Uh, can somebody please help me find a roofer that they recommend and trust? I would respond. I would reply to them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, here's the contact information. This is our roofer. They've done much, multiple projects for us. They do a great job. Reach out to them. It, just little things like that make a huge difference or somebody asking, uh, I'm not sure what I could rent my property for. Um, I'm a new investor. Can somebody give me some guidance on how to find comps? Uh, I would go out of the way to ask them for the address, do some research on my own, give them a nice template, free market rent report that looks super awesome. And they appreciate that and they love it. You, you're helping them rent their property. And, you know, a lot of times just by doing that, they say, Oh, well, why don't you help me find a tenant? So it's just the business that you just got right there. Um, so, yeah, I think participating, taking action is a big thing, um, not just watching. Yeah, absolutely. So you're providing value, developing relationships. And then is that so that's like the main source, right? You're saying you've tried ads, but it wasn't really super successful. Is, are there other lanes or lead uh, strategies that you're using to grow business? I think those are the main ones. We've done some really old school strategies. Uh, my partner and I, we printed out some flyers and we went to knock on doors on brokerages and insurance companies, title companies. Hey, do you work with investors? Do you do property management? No, we don't. Okay, well, here you go. We do. <laughs> so that's the type of thing that we would be doing. And uh, we had some business like that, but it's not huge. It's, yeah. Yeah, it might help if it was like more of a direct connection as opposed to the, the cold call type of thing. Um, Absolutely. And that's, I think, why the value of the Facebook group works so well is because you're able to come in from a position of value and helping as opposed to – it's just – it's interesting how people automatically with cold callers perceive desperation and all these things when in reality sometimes that's true and mm -hmm. many times it's just, you know, sales is a function of business. Absolutely, yeah. So – so let's talk about like, what have you learned? What have you had to become in the process of building this business? Uh, I think there at the beginning, there was a lot of question marks, uh, frustration, because when we started getting that first client was not easy. Um, it was a lot of marketing, uh, a lot of no's and a lot of failures. And I think that's just part of what business is, is when you're starting, it's not going to be easy. Um, so just overcoming that idea of I'm going to get 50 no's before I get one maybe, and then that maybe converts into a let's do business together. Um, yeah. and I, I remember 
when we got our first deal and we were driving to go install the lockbox at the property, we were the happiest people ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one became two and three and it just kept growing. So it's, uh, it, it's been good. Um, but we're, we're hungry. So we're still looking for more we don't stop. What, uh, what is the goal for the next, I mean, what's the long-term goal? Like what's the goal of the business in general? Um, well, obviously we want to grow organically. Uh, we want to continue to grow our business, answer phone calls, um, grow, our, grow our management portfolio, um, help more people. Uh, but also we've looked into acquisitions as well. So buying a business, um, we started one. So exploring, purchasing one really in, excites us. Um, it could be any any business in the real estate industry, it could be buying a property management company because we already have that experience or um, buying uh, a laundromat um, or really anything. We're, we're just, we're always brainstorming and we, we really like the idea of buying our own business um, instead of growing it. It's a different concept, but it's just an idea that we've had in mind. Long-term goal for us. When you've gotten a sense of what building a business is like, it's a lot of work. Uh, mm -hmm. And so now obviously you're talking about buying a property management business. Like what would that need to look like for you? Because obviously you've been able to build one, um, you know, from scratch. Like what do the financial fundamentals look like in buying a property management company? Are, are you paying one year's multiples? Like what are the, what's the valuation side of it look like? Uh, I think a rule of thumb for purchasing businesses is the value is probably two times the revenue, um, as, as far as I've seen, and it's probably not like that for all businesses. Um, but in the property management industry, um, that's what kind of like the trend we've seen. Um, and we, we've noticed, at least we don't have a lot of expenses. If you look at our P&L, it's mostly all profit because we don't have any employees. We have a maintenance team, but they're project-based. And we have a few leasing agents. If a property is too far or in a not-so-desirable area in Chicago where we wouldn't want to go to, uh, we do subcontract for that. Um, but it's mostly all commission pay or project-based. So it's not like we have a payroll. Um, so I guess that's one difference between being a smaller boutique property management company versus one of the big guys that are managing 10,000 units in the city and they have a whole team and they have a payroll and stuff like that. So um, I think that would be one of the big differences and things that you have to be cautious with when purchasing any business is payroll, uh, taking a look at that. And the, and the subcontractors are generally being paid for by the, the landlords, right? Because it's their property and they're paying for the repairs and you're really just running the Correct. coordination, right? So your costs would be software, marketing to get clients and then potentially mm -hmm. any staff that you need to run the operation but you guys are currently in in the middle of it um correct yep you nailed it you said it just okay. just the way it is yep okay sweet so so let's talk about so it's a two time so let's say you're you're doing 100 doors and i'm not trying to guess your revenue or anything but let's say you want to acquire someone who's 100 doors then like generally in your market it's probably what five to ten percent is the the property management fee is that like a, mm -hmm. so like what would a business that's doing a hundred doors roughly be selling for? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't think I've done enough research to know that answer. Um, we're usually at 10% of the gross revenue as far as yeah. uh, Management fee. collected rents. Yeah. Um, and we discount it to 8% if we're managing more than one property on behalf of one client. Uh, so that's kind of our sales pitch or discount or the incentive for them to give us more business. Um, so I don't know, the average rent, maybe just throw out a number is $1,000, 10% is $100. Uh, so times 100, I don't know, help me out. I'm not that good at math. 10 grand a month <laughs> or so, maybe more or less. Yeah, so maybe 120 a year. So the revenue would be, uh, or the purchase price would be 240 ish. Yeah, yeah, 250. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. And so you would need yeah. to operate that business for, say, two years to get your money back if it were pure profit. So probably three or four years, you know, mm -hmm. to truly to own that business. Um, and then, like a lot of service businesses, like, I mean, obviously those clients can stay with you or they can go. I'm imagining, correct me if I'm wrong on this, property owners probably don't like to switch property managers very often, right? I mean, it's probably a pretty good retention rate. It is, yes. Uh, I think that if you make them happy, if you have the key fundamentals that a property management company needs, like quick communication, um, they always appreciate that. Taking action, if they tell you that, you know, we want to install this fence before the end of the year or something like that, make it happen. Um, and they'll be happy. They'll keep you. Um, ultimately we have had some clients that have switched over to us because they didn't like their previous property management company. Um, and a lot of the feedback that we hear is, yeah, they were just, uh, too big and they didn't really have time to look for, uh, to look out for our property. Um, so we're looking for a smaller boutique property management company, and that would be us. Um, we have a little bit more time and energy to dedicate to them rather than a bigger one that's, they kind of just have like one property manager assigned for every 100 units, and they just don't have all the manpower and time to efficiently uh, follow up with all the tenants, handle numerous maintenance requests because things break all the time ask me how i know that um so yeah <laughs> so you mentioned like obviously being on top of it being able to communicate what are some of the other things that you guys do to set yourselves apart in the property management space uh i think the the first step that we ever do when somebody reaches out whether it's on the phone text message or on our website uh, we reply immediately. So the second we see the text or email, uh, all it takes is two minutes to send them our package, the details, and a, a report of what their property looks like. And it looks like, uh, oh, these guys care. They prepared a nice analysis for my property. This is what it will look like. This is how they can optimize it, uh, increase revenue, decrease expenses. So we look at all that rather than just, oh, yeah, we charge 10% to collect your rents and manage uh we kind of show them the breakdown of everything that we can do to help them uh, and make their properties more profitable. Uh, so I think that's a, a big plus of what we do rather than other management companies. Yeah. And what is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? Uh, well, obviously 
we we want to grow and we want to keep purchasing uh, businesses, properties. Uh, I'm still in college, so uh, graduating college is one of my uh, desires. Um, yeah, I think those are the the big ones. Cool, awesome. Well, Diego, thanks for coming on and sharing about your business. It's so inspiring to see at 21 years old. You are built a hundred door rental company and aspire to do more. Um, I love having younger entrepreneurs on here. Um, I think, and property management is something I think a lot of people who are administratively talented um, can get into to maybe weather some of the storms of real estate if they're having a hard time generating revenue. Um, but guys, maybe you learned something different. Write down what you learned today, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too. We'll be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 